Um, it's two o'clock on a Wednesday. It's time for some Call Me Tim. I have very special guest today, Jeannie Cartier. Hello. Yay. Yay. To talk about all the things she believes in and what's going <laughs> on with life and the world and art and all that kind of stuff. Uh, usually on Some Call Me Tim, I tell people, well, why do you call it Some Call Me Tim? Uh, and it's about Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which you guessed, yeah. which is great. Amazing. And it's the search for random knowledge that doesn't really exist. They're searching for the Holy Grail, just like here on this show. We like to talk to people about what they believe in because we know that to be a moral and ethical person in today's society, you don't necessarily have to ascribe to religion, but some do, and that's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Usually we turn around and ask you to look deep into the eyes of sparkled Jesus, and I ask you, do you believe in Jesus? I mean, he was a guy, like he existed, it's- but like, I don't know, he said some things that were like, okay, I, okay, I guess, but I wouldn't like yeah stake my whole life on believing in him like i don't really understand like you know what's maybe you can answer this question for me pam because i've never understood this in christianity there's this thing that they always say which is jesus died for your sins yeah what does that mean so how does a person die for somebody else's sins i don't get it for god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish but will have eternal life and the whole concept is that god imbued Mary uh, the virgin who was not married yet to Mm -hmm. Joseph but an angel came to her and said you're going to have God's baby and kind of touched her put it in her womb and then she had this baby who was God's baby and supposedly grew up and was blameless never committed a sin never did anything wrong was a perfect human being because he was the son of God Mm. and then he was sacrificed in his perfection at 33 years to save us for all of our sins because supposedly but like how though how did he do how did he save us because obviously people still sin because of the concept of sacrifice so if we look at any uh, religion well most of them there's always a concept of sacrifice right so even if we go back to like mythological stuff yeah yeah they burn a goat and then the right so it's like the equivalent of sacrificing a goat to odin so that your crops will Right. Grow. Okay. Except that so that you can live eternally in heaven, Jesus died for your sins because supposedly God knew every mistake or everything you were ever going to do wrong. He already knew. It just seems like a lot of like explaining around things to me. Like, I don't know. Right. I'm an atheist, like full disclosure. Like, I don't believe in any of it. Right. But like, I have spent time with it. Like when I was a kid, my best friend who I knew since I was two years old like his family was super Catholic so I like went to church a lot with him and kind of just sat in on it so I've like been exposed to a fair amount of it and like that was the thing that always struck me is it just seems a lot like a lot of like explaining around things like it's like okay we know we can't really dispute that these things exist so we're just gonna like construct these like complicated explanations around them to kind of justify like why we think all of these i don't know it's just like seems like a weird people yeah yeah well yeah and then there's the fact that like so many like we're supposed to be like a christian nation but we don't take care of poor people right or old people yeah or old people and old old poor people it's like it's like once you fuck up at capitalism all you get is this lousy t-shirt but you don't even get a lousy (laughs) t-shirt like i failed at capitalism and all i got was this lousy t-shirt now just even walking here today i saw so many people who were older than me 
who looked like they failed at capitalism and now what do they do what do you do like I've failed and I even have all the yeah. degrees and stuff and I still can't figure it out like how does it work yeah I don't know I don't know it's yeah it's a tough one because <laughs> like I just did so like as you know I'm an artist I do like I do performance I do shows and even when this last show that we did which was a huge success like we sold out three out of four shows awesome. it was like amazing went super well but like we still didn't make like we made some money but like we still didn't make like that much money like considering right. how many hours we spent just like laboring over it planning having meetings rehearsals, rehearsals yeah. like it probably Marketing. averaged out to like a dollar an hour like right, i was gonna say like 311 like yeah how yeah it's like yeah. below minimum wage for exactly. like how much and i'm just like how do people make money at things like this like right. i don't understand and then it's like i used to work this corporate job and all these people I mean, I was probably like the lowest level employee, so I was like not making that much, but like a lot of people around me were probably making six figures and for doing like bullshit, like right, right. For passing doing, around like, pieces of paper. Yeah. Like it sure. was like an investment firm. So it's like not even like the stock market is like totally a thing that you have to believe in too. Like talking right. about things you have to believe in. Yeah. And it's just like white people, rich people gambling basically. Well, and it's similarly when I was at Christmas, I met some of family and they were talking about Bitcoin and how they've like Bitcoin is the yeah. new thing that they believe in. And I'm like, okay, so I don't even believe in paper money. It's like little pieces of paper that float through my yeah. hands that I don't understand yeah. and bank accounts with numbers and you, it's all digital money. And now there's a money that isn't even money. It's a different kind of money, but it's like a stock market. And yeah, it's, it's a whole new level of like fake economy, like make believe economy, like already the economy is kind of make believe, right. but like, yeah, Bitcoin is just this whole new level of it. And I'm like, how they're I'm not putting my money anywhere near Bitcoin like to be honest like it just seems like complete bullshit to me like somebody's just gonna end up with a bunch of money and everybody else is gonna get screwed is what exactly. it sounds like to me is gonna happen it's I don't I don't because yeah and because it, it's yeah people it's have not to believe real. in it yeah how do you like when I see a piece of art like Thomas Bridgman's art he's taking it off the walls and they're real pieces of art and mm. they exist and you see them and you say that is a pictorial representation of work yeah. or if you even art that's ephemeral like your shows and you yeah. create you're talking about big concepts you create a show you you know inform the audience they're entertained they consume that entertainment and it's gone but it's still a half-life of a memory it's still something yeah that existed, it's a, it's a that nice hopefully a nice memory that they keep with them i mean yeah like a lot of people have uh, they'll come up to me years after a show and be like, oh, I remember that you did that. and Right, and the circus great. stuff or all yeah, the... And yeah, and especially when you do socially conscious theater where it's really trying to make a point and like telling people something. It is right. valuable. But, and yet... I get paid like a couple hundred dollars for like so many hours of work. Right. I, I used to do theater. I used to own a theater company in San Diego and I was like, oh, I never lost money on a show and I could actually pay all my people. But mm -hmm. it was like fifth, the first show I did, it was 50 bucks. So yeah. people did four weeks of rehearsal, four nights a week, and then they ran, you know, five shows a week for three weeks and they made 50 bucks. And yeah. I was all like, look at this, I paid yeah. everybody. Doo -doo 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 -doo. And that is a victory when you can even pay somebody for that much, for right. that. Yeah. yeah, no. It's But it's insane, like why are artists expected to do their work for free? Yeah, yeah, there's no other profession like that. And yeah, but it's just it just goes to show like where our values are in the society you know it's like 
we we would rather pay people who like move a bunch of numbers around all day in the stock market six figures right. <laughs> and it's like all make believe <laughs> and and yet that's somehow worthwhile labor which i don't agree with so yeah. i'm like a straight yeah. marxist where i feel like all work should be equitably yeah valued yeah because yeah there's dudes that are digging ditches and moving dirt and and running electrical lines and building things and they're making you know yeah and that has an impact on your body too yeah. i mean to be fair like sitting at a desk does have an impact too like i'm I'm an ergonomist and I, I look at people who've been sitting at desks for like 20 years and slumping over and it's like, it is pretty horrible actually what it does to your body too. But but it's not like laboring in the street, shoveling. Right. Sure. Cement. Or being yeah. a farmer or... Yeah, yeah. Like that, there's an expiration date of like how long you can do that for sure. Right. And that should be compensated. And then those people's medical bills should be paid. Those people should have proper access to medical care. I don't understand why we can't all have access to medical care. Why we've decided that doctors have smarty pants knowledge that can only be accessed through great amounts of money. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have had a whole struggle with that for sure. Because, I mean, I'm an acrobat. I get tons of injuries all the time. It's just kind of part of what it, you know, it's just part of the job. Bend your body in half. Yeah, yeah. And I've been doing it for 23 years. Like, it's been a long time that I've been doing this to my body. And, you know, naturally you're going to have a lot of aches and pains. Like, what I would love, if we had the perfect healthcare system, what I would love is just to be able to go to a weekly appointment where I could talk to a physical therapist and have some massage work done and have, you know, do the exercises I need to do and all that. That would be, like, the perfect situation. And I actually finally kind of found that with my Obamacare plan. Like, I figured out there's this one physical therapist that I could go to for like $10 an appointment, which is nothing. And so I went, uh, they were starting to get like really weirded out because I went for like eight months. <laughs> That's great though. It's, but it's, it's body upkeep. The thing is that yeah. you need to change people's way that they think about physicality in their bodies. And if you're yeah. doing all preemptive work, which is great because if yeah. you're keeping your body in tune, like a car, if you wouldn't just like leave your car in a garage yeah. and take it out once a year, you got to turn it yeah. on and move it around and see what's going on. Yeah, totally. And you know, what's really interesting to bring this back around to belief too, is that I was just thinking about this quote the other day. I took this class with um, Peter Sellers, who's like the theater yeah. director um, at UCLA. And he said something that like always stuck with me which was um, an athlete's belief system is contained within their whole body. Which I just think is like, I'm still not totally sure what it means, but it's so interesting to me to think about it like that. Stephen Curry is my spirit animal. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, Yeah. But if you look at, um, I mean, so you can, I just can relate it to basketball. If you look at Dennis Rodman and you look at his, the way he was with the Bulls and his dumb body and what he pierced himself and all his stuff mm-hmm. and his, and the way he acted on the court and the way that he, that his whole belief system was in his physicality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's totally true for like physical per- performers of any kind, really. Athletes, you're, I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm actually writing a new novel that's about oh, an athlete. Um, and just about how, yeah, ath- like most people think with, their mind is sort of contained in their head and athletes really your mind is contained in your whole body and you're so in tune with every little thing about it um so i'm at the point now having done this for so long where i can i can just sense little things are wrong you know something's wrong i totally know i just feel it i'm like in tune with it um 
So yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know. I just think about that quote a lot. Your your belief system contained in your body. That that yeah. to me is like a more is a better way to look at a belief system than just believing what's written in some book or that somebody tells you. Sure. You know, like you can trust your own body in a way that you can't necessarily trust even any other people. But in in a lot of religions you're taught not to trust your own body. Yeah, so which if you is look crazy. at like deep Catholicism and you, someone's a priest and they have to have a, a celibacy, you know, a law of celibacy, your entire body goes against that. Yeah. So your brain is yeah. like I am this and I'm trying to be this and I'm trying to and it's just like yeah. constantly negating the physicality and the humanness yeah, the of basic, yourself. Yeah, the basic and it's like you're told be fruitful and multiply but like don't have sex is unclean. Like, I don't know. It's just a really weird mixed message. Right. Well, there's, there's a lot. I mean, the Bible makes me crazy because it is the most anti-feminist text it really, in yeah. like the universe. Yeah. And yet we yeah. use it as like a nation to subscribe our values. Yeah. Even though we're not, we're supposed to have a separation of church and state, but suddenly everybody's yeah. inside our uteruses because there's some kind of moralistic question about women having the ability to have sex without having babies. I mean, yeah. it, I think a lot of it is yeah. just control. Yeah, totally. To- I mean, Handmaid's Tale basically sums right. it up. Like it's just, yeah, if you have control over women's bodies, then you can control other aspects of society. It yeah. complete it completely makes sense because yeah it's the it's the it's the womb of life you know it's where life <laughs> originates right and they want us some, for some reason to create life but then they don't want to give yeah. us access to healthcare yeah for you know yeah or even acknowledge that women need a little more healthcare than sure men and really you know should be if we're gonna have the babies we should really take care of our bodies especially right <laughs> right know, like, right feeding ourselves the right way and yeah uh, yeah have access to education about how to do that and all of those things yeah it just i don't know i'm flabbergasted as to what's happening right now yeah it's just a new war. horror every day <laughs> the new war on women i'm like it's an old war it's been going <laughs> for many years <laughs> yeah nothing now it's new. just everybody's knows about it or something oh look at that was- yeah yeah it's true well i mean it's just the ultimate just fuck you to women like we're gonna elect this guy who just doesn't respect them at all well and who is completely unqualified for the well job. yeah yeah that I mean, there's that yeah. Say what you want about Hillary, but she was the motherfucking she Secretary of State. Qualified. I mean, <laughs> she, she definitely was. knew how government works. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just it just shows that the American people we don't really be- we don't believe in yeah. government anymore. We just believe in TV or what they're showing us. And yeah. I mean, oh, I, if you would have said Oprah for president, people would have been like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, people are talking about electing Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm like, I'd rather have him, but at the same time, like, maybe let's not get into just nominating every actor that we like. That we like, exactly. (laughs) Like, that could go wrong. (laughs) Yeah. That could go terribly wrong. Yeah. Well, it's all, if it's gone so terribly wrong, like, how, how do we, I'm, I don't even know what's real anymore. Like I walk yeah. down the street and I'm like, what is reality yeah. at this point? I'm no. so confused. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And I try to I mean, I try to think about it from the other side too. Like I try to think about what are how are conservatives viewing that you know, how are people who have just the complete opposite belief system for me viewing this and justifying this? And I guess like in a way I try to think about okay the way we feel about Obama is maybe the way that they felt about Trump what they were so they're so proud of like him. they're just they're like so happy oh and we're so happy we got that. our guy who represents us in a way and like e- even though he does these 
like Obama wasn't all good. Like he definitely did some things that were not great. You know, like right. generally I think he was a pretty good president. He did yeah. what he could. But, you know, he like killed people. He sure, did drug yeah. strikes. Yeah, he Absolutely. did he did stuff that I wouldn't necessarily condone, but I was like behind him cuz he was somebody that I voted for and I felt strongly about having a person of color in the White off White House and yeah. and maybe conservatives are just kind of like yeah, we wanted him. He's our guy, so we're just going to go with what he says and all the little weird shit that he says is just whatever, we'll just let it go. I don't know. I, I feel it's, like he hasn't said anything yet. I feel like he keeps saying that he's there's huge and tremendous change coming that's going to be great. Yeah. And I'm like, what is specifically? What is it? I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> like, like policy. Like please say something about policy. Sure. Yeah, please. Anything. Yeah. What is a law that you are going to make? <laughs> Like right a, to help. Yeah. Do you still uh, write poetry, or now you're back into yeah, the novel? Yeah. Well, I I do occasionally write poetry, um, mostly for performance purposes now. Although you know, I sit down and write a poem every now and then. But I but my main focus has been fiction lately, because I'm writing this. I just started this novel um, just a couple months ago, and I'm just like speeding through it. It's like awesome. amazing. You know how some things it's like it's like sludge. It takes forever to write right, it. And right. you're just like, when will it be over? And this one I just it's just flowed right through my arm, which is amazing. Great. Um so yeah, and I see that as a sort of I don't know, I'm not like a spiritual person, but I do see certain things as having a spiritual element to them. I think writing is one of them. Where um it was like a b- famous Baudelaire poem where he talks about how like metaphors come from the universe and the writer is just the interpreter of the sure. universe and all this stuff. And I kind of am on board with that. I'm like, yeah, it sounds kind of overly spiritual a little bit for me, but at the same time, I think it's true. I think I sort of filter things as a writer. I've just learned to filter things through myself sure, and kind of um, interpret the world and just translate it onto paper. That makes sense. So, you know, I don't feel like any idea comes from scratch or that I just make it up. Right. It all has to, yeah. well, it's the same. We're all using the same 26 letters in English and yeah, smash totally. them together to make yeah, words. Yeah, you know. And yeah. Words make images and there they all are. And all the images yeah. all exist, you know. It's that yeah, whole Paul yeah, Weaver totally. chair thing. Yeah, and I think with <laughs> writing. Paul Weaver Plato chair thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think with writing, it's like you just have to learn how to open that valve to let it all come through. And so, it, and so like, when we talk about learning how to write, it's really just learning how to open the valve and open yourself to the well, world. I think of. that it has to do with, first, you have to know the rules to break them. So you have to understand the mechanics of grammar, which mm-hmm. is why there's, I feel like there's a lot mm-hmm. of kids these days that are like, I write a blog and it's so great. And blah, blah. Yeah. And you're and like, it's, it's hard for me to read sometimes because I come from the old school yeah. uh, grammar where yeah. commas mean something. And, yeah. and, they, and when you put a semicolon and when you do a list and when you just yeah. to make things be smooth yeah, to your like, eye don't write the letter mind. U instead of Y-O-U well that I me mean crazy. all that stuff too but yeah. I mean even just verb tense agreement yeah <laughs> and like yeah. subject just verb basic. agreement basic yeah writing structure I yeah. feel like people are like ooh I've got the creative conduit and I'm making this happen and I'm coming up with this yeah, great story yeah. and they have a lot of knowledge in story construction because they've watched so much TV or seen so many movies. So Mm -hmm. story is something they understand. But when you're writing, it's on the platform of grammar and English grammar. And a lot of the stuff that I've been seeing on the internet, and they're like, I'm a writer now. And then people say, well, why do you even have a fair poetry? What does that mean? And I'm like, how do you learn how to be a writer? And I'm like, well, 
when you go to graduate school for writing, you, you already know how to write, but they're teaching you and giving you the opportunity to practice your style and try different yeah. forms. Yeah. And so it's about having that base knowledge where I feel like a lot of people aren't getting or comprehending yeah, that base they skip knowledge. that step. And yeah. suddenly they're an adult and they're like, I'm a writer. And it's like, yeah. It's like, no. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I think it's, I think it's really necessary to, I mean, whether you do it through a formal program or not, to just like hone that filter, you know, to just be like, yeah, I'm going to filter stuff through myself and write it down, but I'm also going to have the filter be very precise and filter right. out, the, you know, the incorrect grammar and the whatever. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. That drives me crazy too. A lot of internet writing. I just can't. Just can't. Yeah. I, well, and a lot of it isn't. So I'm, I'm writing right now for a guy's internet thing and he's been taking it's all sci-fi horror, but it's comedic sci-fi yeah. horror. It's a lot of fun. And I've been realizing as I went through and I'm rereading some of my old episodes that are up, I'm like, ooh, that's a you and it should be a your. Dang it. Like, <laughs> because he's yeah. not editing me. I have to edit myself. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, That's such a like lost thing. Like, remember? Well, I don't remember because I'm too young even, but like the days when you would just send a manuscript to a publisher and they would edit it they would and it edit was like it. a whole thing and then they make it in print and right. now it's like everything's online and you have to do it all yourself right and send it in and you better yeah <laughs> he's just gonna copy paste and stick it on the blogs on the website so yeah yeah, yeah I have to have a little more attention to detail totally totally yeah, well, I've been working with uh, Broke Ass Stewart on oh, his. Rad. Yeah, I, I'm the fiction editor for that now, so rad. you should send me something. I should send you some. Yeah, I'm, totally. I'm writing Jane Six only because it's. Sci- my buddy was like, "Hey, can you write some sci-fi horror comedy?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." So it's like, <laughs> yeah, this two, no, I read, I read the first one. Oh, thank the first you. one. Yeah, because oh, you sent it to me. I really liked it. Yay. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool. there's, there's the fifth one just came up today. So oh, nice. I okay, okay. I gotta catch up then. Now. It's like a great thing for me to just read while I'm at work or whatever. Sweet. Please do. Tim's Tesseract. Short episodes that I can. No, they're super yeah. short. I try not to yeah. make them like more than 1,500 words. 750 yeah. to 1,500. Well, no one will read it on the internet. Exactly. If it's not. Yeah, Thanks that's another thing. Verse. But I, I feel like I'm fine. I mean, I don't know. I'm just a very concise writer. I never write anything long. So right. it's the kind of short attention span sort of works okay for me. But, but yeah, I think it's sad that so few people can even write long books anymore because people just won't even read them. Right. Yeah. It's very well. And reading, I, I just got a new sign for Christmas. I put it up there. I can do mm-hmm. anything I want with it. And it says read books. It's a little yes. tiny marquee thing, but I feel like people aren't, I mean, there are people reading. I was just on airplanes. Yeah. Everyone was reading. I was reading. Yeah. This is now, yeah. this is, this is funny. One of the best Christmas gifts I got was this. I'll show you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is the autobiography of Gucci Mane. Who's Gucci Mane? I didn't know either. He is a hip-hop artist out of Atlanta. Okay. And he has uh, on his cheek tattooed an ice cream cone. Uh, (laughs) But he was a gangster Uh. motherfucker. Whoa. So I'm reading this crazy crazy autobiographical yeah. book about and these are this is real bling Whoa. I've learned that, that when they have diamonds and stuff and that's real oh <laughs> yeah it's not like rhinestones no, yeah. no it's real diamonds <laughs> yeah. I'm like what are you what you yeah. but for some reason people in Atlanta believe in status symbols showing who you are yeah and so that makes sense diamonds and labels are very important to a lot of people which 
for me, it's completely against my belief structure because I don't believe in things and stuff creating who you are as a person or your acquisition of said things showing or making you meaningful in some way. Totally. I actually like had this because I just had my wedding a couple months ago and I was very aware of all. There's just so many bullshit wedding traditions that are. Did you get China? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no. We didn't even get... I mean, I didn't even wear white. Like, we didn't do basically any... I mean, we did a few of the things. We had, like, a first dance, you know. Yeah. We did a few of the little ones that we kind of particularly liked. But but when we got engaged, um, I we had talked about it for a long time. As I think couples should. I don't think it should be a surprise. I think that's a really weird, fucked up way to start a marriage. Is like, surprise ring in front of your whole family. You have to say yes now. Like, I think that's super right. weird. Yeah. So we didn't do that. We we talked about it for years and years. We've been together like eight years. And um, we were like, oh, when do we want to do it? You know? And so we en- ended up, we went and got the ring made together. Nice. I didn't want a diamond. I was like, no, no, no. no Even if diamonds. they say they're conflict free, I don't believe that. Right. And I also just think diamonds are boring and lame (laughs) and um so i actually got this opal from my boss who like he just cuts opal he's not my boss anymore but he he just like cuts opals as a hobby and so he was like oh i have all these opals do you want one i was like yeah i'll take it cool so it's kind of like cool because it was like a recycled thing like it wasn't you know um it wasn't some i don't know packaged thing that we got and so then we just went to this ring maker and we were like hey yeah we're getting engaged and we want you to make a band for this opal and he was like okay he was kind of showing us some of the standard like boring ones i was like no no no. like you're an artist just be an artist make it how you want to make it i'll give you a couple ideas but like i'm not a ring maker you are so you just go crazy like have fun with it and make something cool and he made this really fucking cool ring. Yeah. It <laughs> has like all these leaves and vines on it. And it's just like totally cool. And and it's something that like represents me as a person. It's not just some capitalist symbol. Like, right. oh, I got this huge diamond, you know, like, I just think that's so weird that that's a thing that people show off how big their diamonds are in compare. I don't know. I just didn't want any part of that. So I was like, okay, that's how we're going to do it. And then when we did the wedding, I was like, I am not wearing white. It's a symbol of, it's bullshit, like symbol of virginity, whatever. Right, right, right. That doesn't apply. And (laughs) I just like don't want to look like a catalog on my wedding day. I want to look like myself. Right. So I got this purple tie-dye dress. Awesome. (laughs) And, And I wore that instead. And we did it up in Mendocino and it was great. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just... There's just all this weird bullshit around weddings, did and it's so you, but capitalist. Did you subscribe? You still did it. You yeah, still we still had the wedding. We still did it. Yeah, we we kind of were like, you know, we talked about, oh, maybe we should just whatever go to city hall. But it's really weddings aren't for you; they're for your family. Sure, sure. So, and also, it's an excuse to just have a really big party and invite all your friends. And right, so, absolutely. Yeah, and so we were like, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do it, but we're gonna do it our way that we want to sure. do it. And it actually ended up being amazing because we rented out this um, place in Mendocino, which was a place that I had gone since I was a kid, like with my family, and it was very meaningful place by the redwoods in Mendocino. Wow, cool. And all of our family and friends stayed in cabins for two nights and like hiked and swam in the river and did all this stuff, and then we had our wedding. And so it was kind of just like a fun getaway right, weekend. Right, it was like a family reunion before yeah, the first family reunion. Totally, yeah. But like, also there's a wedding. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was cool. We kind of were like, yeah, we don't want it to be this whole 
bullshit. Right. I don't and know. And it makes sense for you guys to get married because you both have real jobs. So like yeah. once you're once you do that, there's some cool tax breaks. Yeah. Although <laughs> our part of the reason I'm not doing Obamacare next year is because they like force you to apply as married oh people and then it like went way up it changes your sure yeah and we were like what the fuck so luckily we're both getting healthcare from our jobs next year because Great. Otherwise, otherwise it would have been a nightmare right yeah yeah I'm, so I'm on that there's some weird looking. shit too about marriage but right which is yeah. why I, i'll never get married a second time because i don't have anything and neither does my boyfriend <laughs> right. so like getting married makes no sense yeah like, yeah i don't want to have to combine resources with anybody i just no. can't even imagine yeah that being helpful at all totally yeah no <laughs> i'm looking forward to the gonna... tax break for sure that'll be <laughs> that'll be nice it's just a i mean well, i don't know i i love and i hate the word i still don't know what to call him i hate the word boyfriend yeah now you have a husband which is nice but yeah but even like that partner. feels a, it's a little weird isn't it weird wife yeah. i don't like i'm not a huge terms. fan of wife but i I couldn't come up with a better alternative, so I was like, well, okay. I don't like partner. I don't like life partner. Yeah. I don't like fuck buddy. Yeah, we'll see. I don't I like was, hug, I was special hug of, friend. I was like kind of okay with partner, but then Devin was like, no, it's pretentious. Right. <laughs> it's right. pretentious unless you're gay. And I was exactly. like, okay, that's I, fair. I feel the same way. Yeah. I, I suggested spouse, but he was like, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> so. Spouse. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I've been trying to come up with or like think of a term to use because I hate the infantilization yeah boyfriend and girlfriend it is. It's that a weird... I'm in my 40s yeah it's like it's not your <laughs> boyfriend yeah right I mean yeah I have no idea yeah it's to... a totally there needs to be better words for sure it's a totally weird so you guys did the ceremony but it didn't have any religion involved at all no nope, not even a no little. religion yeah we were very well the only slightly semi-religious thing but it wasn't for religious reasons was just we stepped on the glasses oh that's so at nice at the end yes, but we just both really like that he's Jewish he's not super Jewish he's like technically Jewish but like not really raised with it sure. and um so and we were like yeah that'll just be a nice thing we both like that tradition so we put it in but I think that's I think that's generally like how my attitude is with religion I'm like I don't believe in it. I don't subscribe to any of it. I don't believe in God. But if there's little things that I like about it, why shouldn't I pick and choose them? Sure. They're like, philosophies. Do you, like, do you like Christmas? Was that a thing for you? Do you like yeah. that little thing? Christmas is nice. Like, I don't, I could take it or leave it, I guess. Okay. Like, it's nice to be with your family and to give presents and stuff, but I don't really care for any of the religious stuff around right, it. Right, like, right, I'm, right, right. yeah. Yeah. I think at this, I think at this point, you know, we could just live in a society where we just picked and choose like the things we like about religion and just practice those things, all the nice things and just threw away all the like woman hating bullshit and all the gay right. hating bullshit that and all of that. Like, great. why do we need that? Yeah. We it just don't need it. Help anybody. Yeah. It doesn't help anybody. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. Wait, That's how there, I feel. Is there anyone in your family? Is your whole family like atheistic or is there any? Basically. Yeah. So like my dad is super fully atheist and yeah, he very much so. My mom is like, she doesn't believe in organized religion. She's like, I think she kind of leaves the door open a little bit mm. is the sense that I get when I talk to her about it. She's like very, she's like, oh, you know, I think there's some nice things about God and religion, whatever. But she's like, definitely not, doesn't practice anything or whatever. And even on, even like when you go up to my grandparents, like my mom's mom, total atheist. Wow. Yeah. Like even though she's Are they like, all educated? Everybody's been to college. You're all, you're 
pretty I've been trying educated. To find it. Yeah, I mean, my mom's here. a doctor, okay. and um, my grandmother. Well. I don't know. She's a hundred. So. Oh, whoa. <laughs> she went to nursing school. She was like in World War II. She okay, didn't go yeah, to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like school. it was a different time. Well, no, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> she went to nursing school. That's yeah, a big she went, deal. Yeah. She went to nursing school. Yeah. She was, she's a World War II veteran. Um, but yeah, no, she's always just, even though she's like, you know, Italian, Catholic, whatever. Still but atheist. Yeah. Wow. But she, what's funny is she told me when she married her husband, my grandfather, they got married in a Catholic church. And then afterwards, they were like oh yeah you're catholic right and like they hadn't talked about it like they both thought the other person was catholic and so they just got married in a catholic church and then they were like oh no i'm i'm not i don't care about religion at all wow that's <laughs> like, hilarious yeah it's so but weird. they didn't even have the conversation it didn't even matter that they didn't even have the conversation yeah no it wasn't a part of i mean it was also a different time you know like sure. they didn't like they lived together briefly before they got married Ooh. but yeah which was like Ooh. unheard of yeah well she was a little older she was like in her 30s which was very old for that sure. time to yeah, get married definitely yeah she was kind of a rebel her. yeah but and there was the war and there was all this stuff and yeah 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 no she had my mom my mom and my uncle are twins and she had them when she was like 36 wow yeah yeah so very unusual for that time for sure she was she was a rule breaker you've been in the you've been a, in a progressive <laughs> family yeah forever yeah definitely so like i'm sort of the the product of yeah what happens when you don't raise your kids with religion at all <laughs> this is what happens there you go really well-rounded cool artist people <laughs> yeah but, like i don't not that i'm perfect and... but just like yeah i don't i never had to like deal with any of that bullshit of like oh being taught something and then realizing i don't believe it you know i just got to skip to the but the so that me that must be great because you don't have a lot of external expectations that have been put on you for any particular reason I mean, other not, than yeah not from religion right. certainly just your parents are like hey achieve it wasn't like jesus saying you gotta be perfect or no yeah. one will love you yeah no i was held to different types of expectations by my parents certainly but not any religious ones or any yeah nothing like weird and sexist or weird and homophobic like my parents would not care if I was gay like right, none, right, you know and right. I grew up in San Francisco too so it's like whatever but super progressive yeah really progressive yeah, yeah for sure what's uh your uh, what's your next show coming up and I, I know you just had a really successful one are you gonna yeah. put that up somewhere else or? um so that was the, so the show we did actually was called Saturnalia it was a like a pagan holiday show cool um yeah <laughs> yeah and it was super successful obviously there's a demand for that so um we're probably gonna do it again next year awesome um but my next thing that I'm doing is in March, actually. I'm doing um, the show you saw, Yesterday is Tomorrow. Yeah, that's it was awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's me and my sister's um, duo show that we do um, that's like a political comedy sketch kind of thing. Um, so we're going to do that March, 13, March 14th at the Marsh. Cool. Um, and then hopefully that will lead to us doing future shows well, at the Marsh. So when you, so you kind of shop that show around, you go to different theaters and say, hey, we're looking to do this. Yeah. Do you want to produce it for us? Kind of. Well, like we've had an interesting journey with that show because we, we originally did it at the Mime Troupe, which was the one that you saw. Um, and they, we did like an artist in residency there and then we did our workshop shows and everyone really liked it. And we were like, cool. Okay. We've got a show. And then we applied to all these fringe festivals and didn't get into it. 
any of them really and fringe is like if you don't know it's a lottery oh I so it's literally it's they pick it out of a hat so no we just had way. bad luck it wasn't even like they I didn't like no it idea. it was like yeah just random bad luck and we applied to probably like six or seven and we didn't get wow. into any of them so you're supposed, you're supposed to do different things this year with it you're supposed to probably do local things yeah i think it's i think in a way it's okay yeah like we're gonna we'll probably apply to, apply to san francisco fringe one more time this would be the third time We'll probably apply one more time, see if we get in. But, um, but yeah, I think um, we're just going to do whatever we can with it. Like we did in September, we actually did two shows at our old high school for like the high school kids. Rad. And it was such an interesting experience because they're, you know, like 10 years younger than me. So there were certain jokes in the show that they like totally didn't get. But then there was other stuff that they got so much even maybe more than people our age got it because right. it's all about technology well, and, and the texting you guys have that yeah yeah it's a lot about like technology and social media so they completely got that and we're just like totally on board um and then there were things that with them i guess i kind of forgot how much high schoolers are into like spoken word poetry oh they are <laughs> they're really into it yeah wow I and we have like a spoken word poem in the show which we were always kind of like i don't know is it pretentious but then especially when we did it for the high school they were like yeah spoken word like snaps wow, you know <laughs> kids these days yeah i know it's funny yeah it's funny so um that was a really it was super interesting and also just a very triumphant kind of like yeah we're <laughs> we're, Look at us, we're artists we came Look back how to cool school. we are yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome yeah that was really great so we've we've kind of just been taking whatever opportunity comes along with it and you know the show is done like it's we just have to rehearse it a little bit and then we can do it wherever we just need a certain amount of space and you know so if anyone out there has a venue that they think a one hour political comedy duo show would be perfect then you stuck to piano fight although yeah the bummer well, with piano fight is they kind of take your work or there's something weird that if piano you do fight, a show with yeah them, i mean uh, like yeah piano fight's cool i think like it's with piano fight it wouldn't be hard to do it there it's just a matter of like can we get enough people to come to justify the rental fee exactly. kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. makes it so So tough. that's why we're kind of looking for places where we can get a little bit of a better deal, you know, like first before we go the route of just renting out a theater, um, just like applying to festivals and things where they kind of pay your way a little more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause it is like a really low maintenance show. Like it's literally just us with a couple costumes and some chairs. Like that's it. It's perfect. That's yeah. We can bring it anywhere. Yeah. We yeah. could kind of do it wherever. So um, yeah. So we've just can, yeah, we've been kind of keeping an eye out and then, but also it's like, it's a show that's definitely very um, like Trump era. Right. We you know, go on tour with it. I mean, you could do yeah. a whole like Seattle, I think, Portland. I think it'd be super interesting to do it in places where people don't necessarily agree with us. It'll just Ooh. be interesting to see like what, how people respond to it. Yeah. Um, because we tried to not, I mean, it obviously is very liberal, Netflix but. Netflix and have them do like, so you guys <laughs> Netflix do. Netflix special. Yeah, yeah. Well, you and your sister go and like, you know, do a run of high schools in like, yeah. in Iowa. And, and then film and a Netflix documentary. Right. And Netflix yeah, Pam, about, do you have, the, do you have Netflix's number? I'll just call them and, the, and tell them. how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, I had an idea for Netflix <laughs> that I don't know how to get to them, which would be because the 2018 World Cup is coming. Oh. I thought it would be great to follow a young child in four different nations that are like third world like so you'd follow um, a German kid because it's a first world nation you'd follow like Peru because yeah. it's like a third wo- second world nation yeah. you'd follow like Ghana or something That'd right be, so you'd yeah. follow a kid and it'd be it'd be an hour special you follow each kid for 10 minutes on the show and you have a person at the beginning who's into soccer but yeah. then they 
you know, it would be like, look, World Cup. And also like, look, kids play soccer in Mexico in the dirt. Yeah. You know, and how different teams which are in the World Cup, how the kids sort of appreciate the sport and how they view the players. And Yeah, that'd be interesting. I would watch that. Yeah. I would totally watch like, that. I'm like all about the Netflix, Netflix documentaries. <laughs> I watch that shit all the time. It's, I know. It, well, Netflix shapes our lives. Yeah, it's it really so does. crazy. It really it's does. amazing what they, how they get into your brain with your cue. Oh I, I mean, God. I believe that they're picking all the right things for me. I know. Give me weird Japanese shit. I am down. Yeah, no. Netflix has... I got into like a Netflix hole the other day of watching like Netflix like Christmas romance movies. Oh my God. It was horrible. It was horrible. I was in a bad place. And like it just... Yeah. It started with The Christmas Prince and then it just went downhill from there. Christmas Prince. It's so bad. It's so bad. But I love romance. I'm a romance writer. I love... Like, sure. I love romance, and there's so few actual good ones, so you end up just settling for these, like, horrible bullshit movies right. that are completely predictable, and you know the ending right from the start, you know? And, but uh, it's just, it's basically like eating junk food. Sure. You know? It's like... Shovel it in. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Every once in a while, you're like, I'm just gonna eat a bunch of McDonald's and... And feel terrible about myself tomorrow. <laughs> right. Well, I, Jonathan made me rewatch because he's he's been sick. He made me watch uh, Ace Ventura too. Oh, what a pile of dog shit that yeah. was! And the thing that upset me the most is that there's some really blatant misogyny in it. And the last scene of the movie is about disparaging a woman <sighs> who was like I a tribal princess. That. It's awful. Yeah, it's 1995, that and so we're like. Look at 1995. The butt of every joke is either a gay guy or a lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's there so true. It is. It's so true. Some things just don't age well because of that. You're just like, damn. Yeah. It's just like when you watch Breakfast at Tiffany's and then you're like, oh, oh. Mickey Rooney, no, oh. <laughs> like yellow face. So bad. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's like, why? Yeah, it's just like looking back yeah. at the Disney movies. And yeah, we're yeah. Just so we're we've been terrible. To, we've demasculated Asian dudes since the beginning yeah. of time. Yeah, come on. Let's why. not do that. Well, the, yeah. yeah, that's why I've been watching weird Japanese things. There's hot Japanese guys yeah. speaking a cool language. What time yeah. do you have to leave? I'm worried because I, you have oh, to. You have a. You have an yeah, appointment. Yeah, I do actually have to go because I have my appointment you at three thirty across town. But gotcha. it was so nice Thank to talk you to you. Here. Yeah, for talking totally. about Call Me Tim about yeah. things you believe in. I'm glad you. Well. You believe in yourself believe in your now husband that's exciting yeah got a good yeah. family structure that's all good you yeah. don't have to believe in Jesus <laughs> none of us do why, why I mean he existed <laughs> I guess I don't even at this Probably. point I don't even know. I think most people think he existed I don't even believe in Shakespeare yeah. at this point yeah, he might not have. I well, he probably existed, but he probably was like also other people. I, yeah, I think that he yeah. existed too, but they all used the same name because it was better PR. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was probably a PR thing. Yeah. I it all comes down to capitalism at yeah, the end. No. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Damn it. I failed at capitalism and all I got was this lousy t shirt. Yeah. yeah, totally. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here yeah, on thank Some you. Call Me Tim. And, uh,. I hope to see you soon. Good luck with all of your amazing endeavors in 2018. Thank you. Hopefully I'll be back soon. I live like a couple blocks away now. Yeah, so. come on by. Yeah. Uh, comedy every Friday. We were always here. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'll, I'll come you to You should start sure. doing stand-up. Why not? Yeah. Well, you know, Devin was talking to me. He really wants to start. Mondays. I was like, I was like go to Mutiny Radio. They're, it's so chill. Monday's joke yeah. workshop, 6 to 8. Yeah. Super chill. I'm going to tell him. And now we have Thursdays because Brainwash is closed. So we're doing oh, Thursdays. So sad. I know. 7 yeah. to 9. Uh, but not this week. Tomorrow, everyone's at Il Parada to say goodbye to Brainwash. So Aww. it's going to be the last. No, it's gone. I mean, the place just closed. It was. Yeah. It's so sudden. Yeah. They're yeah. Just, it's weird. Whatever. We can San do Francisco. Comedy. I know. Oh, San Francisco. Oh. <laughs> Another cool place. 18 years of comedy. 
down the drain. Yeah. Cool. Well, good luck with your thing this afternoon with your physical therapist. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much for being your Jeannie you. Cartier. Yeah. Look her up on Facebook. Uh, like everything she's doing. Go see Yesterday is Tomorrow, wherever yeah. it comes out. Cartier Sisters Productions is Cart- my Facebook page. And Cartier like the jewelry. But they don't like diamonds. No conflict yeah, diamonds. No diamonds. Cartiers. Yeah, that's the irony. Yeah. <laughs> that's the irony. Uh, hey, everybody, we'll be back with some more of Some Call Me Tim. Thanks for joining us. Yay. everybody uh thanks so much for listening to some call me tim today let's listen to a little pervert fervor shall we because that is always fun uh we'll be back next time with some more some call me tim here on mutiny radio this should be playing hey come on By the way, this is called Party Beaks from Pervert Fervor. This is off of Tim's Tesseract. Please go check that out. Timstesseract.com. Check out Jane Six and everything else cool. See you guys next week on Some Call Me Tim.
no dead air, no dead air. Hey, more pervert fervor for you guys. This is El Attendant de Basiere. This is no time for Modesto. Pervert fervor off of Tim's Tesseract here on Some Call Me Tim. Newton Radio.
fantastic crowd.